And I want to talk to you this morning about living a sheltered life. I know that usually that term is used almost in a derogatory way to what, oh, they've just lived a sheltered life. And I'm not talking about it in that sense. I'm talking about living under the shelter of the Almighty God. Jesus speaking to his disciples at a time of extraordinary upheaval for them said this in John 14 and verse 1. Don't worry or surrender to your fear for you believed in God. Now trust and believe in me also. It's been said that you can find 365 verses in the Bible, one for each day that encourage us either not to fear not to worry, not to be alarmed, not to fret, to be bold, to be courageous, not to faint or to be anxious. There's not 365 fear nots, but across all that God says to us, there's this continual message to our hearts, to our lives, to fear not, to be bold and courageous and to let our anxieties be cast onto Him. When I researched this week, uh, this very thing on the internet, there were so many opinions and arguments about there's not 365. Somebody actually had 366 for the leap year. But I loved what somebody commented when they said, if Jesus said it once, it's good enough for me. And I kind of like that. If Jesus said it once, it's good enough for me. And he says, don't surrender to your fear. You believed in God, believe also in me. I also loved, and this was quite humorous. I heard somebody say this week, I pray that your fear will be gone like toilet paper off a supermarket shelf. And that's what our prayer is, that God would just give you an incredible sense of peace. And so this morning, I want us to drop into Psalm 91. I was going to kind of walk you through the whole psalm, but I got stuck in the first two verses. And I kind of feel if you get the first two verses, you'll get the rest of the psalm. And it has become a psalm that globally people have been leaning into, reading every day and just drawing strength and courage and calm out of it as they get into the presence of God. Psalm 91 is both a courageous, victorious psalm but it's also a little bit troubling. It's victorious because it's filled with promises about God's protection, about God's shelter, and God protecting you through the evils and the upheavals of life. But it's troubling because it doesn't guarantee to quarantine us from trouble, to quarantine us from disruption. And in fact, Jesus said a similar thing. And I'm reading from John's gospel, chapter 16 and verse 33. He says, I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. And sometimes I kind of wish Jesus would just stop right there. Just that lovely statement, I've told you these things so that you may have peace. But then he goes on, he says, in this world, you will have trouble. Everything's not going to be smooth. And right now we're in some bumpy situations. It's not calm. It's disruptive. And he says, in this world, you will have trouble. But then I love how he finishes it. He says, take heart. Take heart. Be courageous. I have overcome the world. 
And whatever you're facing, you'll find an answer. You'll find a safe place as you lean into your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. In Psalm 91, it's an incredible psalm. Uh, And I want us to just drop into the first two verses. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he's my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. I just want to focus up on some key words in those two verses. And the first is to draw your attention to this open invitation. It says, whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I want you to notice that statement, whoever. This is an open invitation. This is not, oh, for the super spiritual. This is not for those who've read their Bible every single day and prayed for two hours. Not that there's anything wrong with that. This is a wide open invitation to anybody, to everybody, to you. Whoever, whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High. Jesus said a very similar thing in John chapter 6 and verse 37. He says, all who come to me, I will embrace and will never turn them away. And I want to encourage you, even if you haven't been a follower of Jesus, but there's something stirring in your heart that you will come to him. He promises if you come to him, he'll embrace you. He will not turn you away. And so the psalm starts with this wide open invitation, whoever. And then it goes on to this emphasis on dwelling. Let's just read it again. Whoever dwells in the shelter or the secret place of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. And so Psalm 91 gives us wide open invitation, but then it draws us to something that's really important. He uses the word dwells. Dwell, shelter, protection. Dwell, shelter, under the shadow of the Almighty. And we need to dwell. There's a a difference between dropping in, popping in, as it were, for a visit with God as against hanging out with God all day. Now, through our day, we our mind wanders. We get distracted by things. But it's that hard attitude that says, God, I want you to be a part of my every day, every day. I want you to be a part of my every day. The big things, the ordinary things, the little things, the relationship things. God, I want you to be in. I want to dwell with you. I want to hang out with you. I want to spend time with you. And then he talks about the Most High. Whoever dwells in the shelter, the secret place of the Most High, the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. And we are called upon to dwell, to shelter with God. And we do that when we make Him the Most High in our lives. I want you to get that. You experience God's shelter, God's protection when you make him the most high in your life. The Bible says of Jesus, when he humbled himself and went to the death on the cross to die for our brokenness, for our sinfulness, it says, therefore God exalted him to the highest place. 
and I want you to catch this, and gave him the name that is above every name. Gave him the name that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. Jesus has been given a name that is above every other name. The coronavirus has been named COVID-19. And it has a way of terrifying, of disturbing, of causing upheaval in our world. But it's been named and Jesus has a name above it. In other words, Jesus has authority over it. And in your life, in your circumstance, he is the most high. Make him so. He has a name that is above every name. And then God will turn all of this for his glory. I love Romans chapter 8 and verse 28. You see, God did not create this virus, but he will use it to work something in your life, in my life, in our society. And I'm excited to see what's going to come out of this to the glory of God. In Romans 8 verse 28, so we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together to fit into God's perfect plan of bringing good into our lives. For we are his lovers and have been called to fulfill his design purpose. I want you to notice as you just love on God and let God love on you. As you say, God, I want to be in the center of your will, your purpose for my life. That he says, I'm going to weave even the terrible things, the negative things into something amazing to bring good into your life and into the lives of those around about you. I was just reflecting that the beginning of the year, we announced our theme was to declutter our lives, to make room for God. And certain with the various shutdowns and the social isolating and all the rest of that that I know you are doing, you suddenly got a little more time. I'm not suggesting that our theme created this, but I think this is an opportunity to say, God, I want to declutter. I want to dwell with you. I want to hang out with you. We need to be informed. And we can be concerned about what's going on in our world today, whether it's globally or just in the microcosm of our own lives with this global pandemic. But don't allow the news reports to make COVID-19 the most high thing in your thoughts and in your life. Jesus is the most high. He has a name that is above every name. And we're encouraged by the Apostle Paul that when there's an assault against our mind, we need to do warfare. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 5, he says, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. So right now, what is most high in your heart and in your mind? And if it's not Jesus, beginning to declare, Jesus, you have a name that is above the name of this virus, above the name of any anxiety that is touching your life, of any challenge that you have to deal with in the restructuring, the reordering of your life, of how you do in life. Jesus is the most high. He has a name that is above every other name. The psalmist then talks about rest. 
Whoever dwells in the shelter, the secret place of the Most High, will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. To be in somebody's shadow, you've got to kind of be close for their shadow to fall on you. And we shelter and rest when we draw close to God. Uh, I've been loving some of the declarations that come out of the Psalm. Psalm 46, verse 10 through 11. It says, surrender your anxiety. I like that. Surrender it. Offer it up to God. Cast it upon Him. Surrender your anxiety. Be silent and stop your striving and you will see that I am God. Some of us remember that from the old King James or the new King James. Be still and know that I am God. He goes on to say, I am the God above all the nations and I will be exalted throughout the whole earth. Here he stands, the commander, the Lord mighty, the Lord of angel armies on our side. The God of Jacob fights for us, pours in his presence. And the way we surrender our anxiety is by pausing in his presence, pausing in his presence. Be still and know that I'm God. I came across this lovely verse out of Deuteronomy. It's amazing. You can read the scriptures all your life over and over again and and then suddenly see something that you've never seen before. And this is a promise to the nation of Israel, to God's people, to us. Deuteronomy 33 verse 12. Let the beloved of the Lord rest secure in him, for he shields him all day long. And the one the Lord loves rests between his shoulders. There's so many wonderful things in that verse. You are the beloved of the Lord. You can rest secure in him. He will shield you all day long. But I love the final picture in this verse. The one the Lord loves, that's you, rests between his shoulders. And this is a picture of a father carrying a child on their back. And I've done it. I can remember when my kids were small and I'm looking forward to do this with my grandkids. When they kind of hop on your back, you hold them and their head just rests between your shoulders. And God says, that's the place that you can find securing my love, sheltered, living a sheltered life, resting your head on his shoulder as he carries you through the situation. The final thing is the psalmist talks about a confession, what we say. And what we say in this situation is really important. Verse 2 of Psalm 91 says, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. I'm thankful for the doctors, for the scientists who are trying to develop vaccines and finding ways of treating this. I'm thankful for government who's keeping us safe by the advisories and the directives they give us. I'm thankful for all those things. But my trust is in the Lord. And I declare it, I say it, God, I put my trust in you. And perhaps you've never, ever done that. Put your trust in him. You see, Moses wrote this psalm and he saw firsthand the 10 plagues that struck Egypt. And I'm not trying to 
equate these things, except he'd seen the terror. He'd seen the destruction. And that every time this destruction passed over those who put their trust in the Lord. And so he's speaking out of deep experience. He's been an eyewitness to the delivering, the saving hand of God. And if you say the Lord is my refuge and you make the most high your dwelling, no harm will overtake you and no disaster will come near you. He declares right in the center of this incredible Psalm, Psalm 91. Have you put your trust in him? 